You're listening to the One Day Advice Podcast, where your hosts, Nick Riley and Paul Henderson, are going to take you for a ride inside the world of personal finance. Together, we're going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. So today, I'm sitting here with Paul Henderson, and we're going to give you an overview of the wealth journey. And we we came across this this wealth journey concept because oftentimes people come to us with with different questions that they have at different stages of their lives, and I think many people pigeonhole themselves into their age bracket. So when they're in their thirties, they feel like they should be uh, you know starting a family or or you raising a family to some extent, you know, be pretty mature in their their careers. But the reality is, we're not all. Like, you look at a Mark Zuckerberg who who makes a billion dollars before uh, you know, he turns thirty, or the Colonel Sanders who didn't hit his stride until age sixty five with KFC. So everyone matures at different stages of their life. So we think it's it's a better way of of kind of measuring the journey of life around your wealth by setting each stage into uh, you know different you know kind of wealth stages. So uh, we're going to give a, a little overview on you know where that that wealth foundation stage begins uh, and evolves into the wealth building stage, uh, which evolves into the accumulation stage of wealth, and then ultimately end with the wealth preservation or distribution phase of life. And maybe to kick things off, we'll just start with the the wealth foundation stage. So, what we mean by this is is oftentimes you're you just graduated from college, you're starting your career, uh, you're starting to navigate employer benefits, and there's a lot of things that that come up in conversations with clients around employer benefits. Uh, Paul, do you want to kind of add some color to? aspects of employer sure. benefits. Well, I mean, employer benefits, that. other foundation things. I'm laughing a little bit because Colonel Sanders probably feels a bit slighted that um, I think he would argue maybe he was mature, just you know, hadn't really <laughs> hit his financial stride until until later. Um, I, but yeah, I agree. I think that too often we talk about ages and then people are like, well, yeah, I shouldn't compare myself to Mark Zuckerberg, but you know, my next door neighbor is 10 years younger and has done something that I would like to do. And you discount what you've accomplished in your own life and how that kind of ties into your own values. And, you know, I think it's, it's super common. We all compare ourselves to people, but, but I do, you know, in our conversations, I really like this shift to a wealth journey idea and, you know, starting with that wealth foundation is great because you, you don't have to be a certain age, but you do need to lay a foundation for your life at some point. And, you know, I'll come back to employer benefits. Like that's that's important. Like that gets you, you know, potentially a four hundred one k. It gets you thinking about retirement. And you know, more and more, we're seeing kind of opt out type plans where you're automatically put in and you have to choose to get out of it. But you know, that type of thing is relatively new. And for so many years, people are getting their first job. They have access to a suite of benefits, and they just have never thought about it before. And particularly, you know, if people can stay on their parents' health care for longer, they've really not thought about any type of health care benefits. So there's a, a pretty big hole. You know, people don't get taught this stuff in college. I don't know. In my experience, people, I didn't get taught this in college. Did you hear anything? No, not at all. No. Uh, finance degree and, and studied business, but yeah, did not learn any of this in college. And and I think it's it's fascinating to see that evolution of 
you're going from a defined benefit uh, plan, you know, like a pension from old employers, you know, people working for 40 years uh, at a single employer and having their retirement taken care of. And that's evolved towards a defined contribution model where it's your your retirement is defined by the contributions that you decide to make uh, personally. So that's where the 401ks come about uh, and other employer benefit packages. But you know that wealth foundation stage, it could be in your 20s, but it could also be in, in your 40s. Maybe you realize the last 20 years you were you were goofing off or just not uh, making good decisions financially. So that foundation stage might start later on in life. But uh, you know, through promotions, you know, various career paths, uh, and you know, kind of just setting the stage for further income growth down the road. Uh, that's where the basic financial education and literacy training happens in this initial foundation stage. Yeah, I like that kind of focus on education and training. And, you know, if there's for some, you know, if, if it is someone who's early on in their career, I think we have more conversations around kind of how to talk about promotions, how to think about career path and mentorship and, and that type of thing. It might be a little bit more focused on education later on in life. Um, but yeah, I think you, you have to lay that foundation before you go, before you continue on. It's it's really necessary and important to to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it and you know what you're kind of aiming for. So with that foundation, that next step really, I think I would say becomes wealth building. And yeah, typically that's, that's when the numbers start to, to look like real money, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Your income's rising. Uh, expenses may or may not be rising with that. Uh, you know, talk about lifestyle creep as income goes up, expenses go up as well. Uh, and just being able to, uh, you know, kind of really think about how those expenses are, are, are increasing along with your, with your income. If you're, uh, you know, experiencing a steady growth in income, you know, that's, that's more predictable and dependable. Uh, it's okay to have your expenses go up with it, as long as you're still continuing to set enough, uh, for, you know, your future savings and everything. And in the, this wealth building stage, you know, further complications start to come up as well uh, financially. So your 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 life naturally with you know, more money, more problems. I guess uh, I was just going to say I think that they were positive complications, but yeah, <laughs> but there are also some negative ones. Yeah, I guess complexities is a better way to put it. As far as you, know, you might be uh, building a family at this stage, you might be taking more vacations or wanting to experience uh, you know more things in life that you couldn't afford when you were in that wealth foundation stage. Uh, you might be purchasing hard assets such as real estate properties uh, to start to to really start to build build your wealth. Uh, you might be pursuing other career opportunities uh, that will provide you know, greater greater growth potential from an income standpoint or uh, greater freedom so you can spend more time with family, friends and and doing the things that you love. I uh, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I was just going to say there? this is at this stage with with moving jobs, particularly, you know, more and more people are moving jobs often. It's not the find a job, stay there for 30, 40 years and and then move on. Um, yeah, I think at this stage, there's a lot of kind of cleaning up in a way on from our standpoint of, OK, you have three 401ks or else out there that you're paying fees on. You know, let's maybe just consolidate those into 
an IRA or even you know, it could be at your current employer's 401k. But there's a lot of kind of organization because at this point, I would say things are probably coming at you faster and a little bit you know, faster and, and bigger dollar values. And so it's starting to be a little bit more stressful. And so often when we work with people in this area, it really is, you know, help me organize, help me figure out what's going on. And, you know, I haven't thought about this because I've been so focused on, you know, whether it's job or family or other activities, you know, this isn't, hasn't been like front and center of people's mind. So yeah, to that kind of rising and further complexities conversation that that's really in this wealth building where I feel like people have hit the accelerator, but they've not quite settled in yet. And, you know, I think that settling in probably comes more at the, the accumulation stage, I think. Yeah. And I love a quote by Charlie Munger. So for those of you who don't know Charlie Munger, he's kind of the mastermind partner uh, you know, alongside Warren Buffett. You don't hear his name as much, but he was crucial in Warren, Deve- uh, Warren Buffett's development as an investor and buying businesses of all sorts. And he always says that like making that first 100,000 is always the hardest. Uh, so do whatever you can to make that first 100,000. Once you hit that mark in savings, you can ease off the, off the accelerator a little bit. And I think it's, it's so true is, is, is that initial money is, is, is much harder to gain. But once you get those savings built up, uh, that allows you to evolve into that wealth accumulation stage of your life where your money starts to work for you and starts to compound. So all aspects of your life start to compound in a sense, your, your income, your, the value in, in the workplace that you offer, uh, you know, starts to compound the money that you've, that you've accumulated and began to grow, uh, and invest in, you know, whether that's investments or real estate, you know, those, uh, you know, that money starts to compound as well. So you get to this, this stage where your money is, is truly working for you. Uh, and allows you to take a step back a little bit and and really enjoy the finer things in life rather than just focus all of your time on getting by and getting that first uh, your first hundred thousand in the bank. Yeah, I, the only thing I would add to that is that it has the potential to do this for you, but mm-hmm. you know, it takes a little bit of of planning and an effort to kind of get it onto the to the right track and. You know, it's it's so easy for for all of us to hold on to, like, let's say that first hundred thousand. You hold on to that because you worked incredibly hard to gain that. Why would you ever put it at any type of risk, right? So now all of a sudden you've got the cash balance, and you're like, well, you know, th- that was hard. I hopefully you know the next one will show up or something. Um, I, I think it's important to say, okay, this was hard, but now I'm, I am going to do this right. I am going to invest appropriately. I'm going to invest in line with my time horizon and my goals. You know, there's, I think you you have the potential there, but it does, there is still an action step that has to happen. Absolutely. And you know, as far as other income, uh, kind of streams that people have at this stage that we encounter for a lot of our clients is, is at a very mature stage in their careers. And typically we we find that that people in their 40s, early 50s, are at that that peak earning potential of their career. Uh, so they've they've kind of gradually moved up through uh, through that period, 
And, you know, so that, so that wealth accumulation stage, they might be, you know, have complicated stock options, uh, executive compensation, uh, you know, other investment opportunities that might come to them at that stage because they have money to invest. Uh, and, and you know, they're also trying to slowly start to diversify uh, their portfolio a little bit more. And that kind of is a, a good transition into the final stage that we see in being the wealth preservation and distribution stage. So by that, we mean you've, you've reached a point in wealth where you can live off of what you've already created, uh, but are also figuring out how to preserve that as a legacy that you could perhaps distribute to your kids, your grandkids, to charities uh, in a, a tax-efficient way. Uh, so, you know, some things that, that come up at this stage are, you know, vocational freedom. And we work with, with clients that, you know, initially they wanted to have, you know, full retirement, but then they realized that, that they want to have kind of an encore career. And a lot of our clients and people that we've worked with have taken their skill set that they've, and their knowledge base that they've accumulated over the years in their professional career and become consultants. And they are able to start to add value, you know, doing more consulting work and some make more money doing consulting than they did in their, their nine to five jobs prior to retirement. So it, it definitely provides some freedom uh, from a, a money standpoint and a life standpoint. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's easy to kind of overlook or ignore that, that this last, well, we'll just call it the last stage because it feels so far out there or the idea of, you know, having wealth you need to preserve or you might leave a legacy with or that type of thing. It sounds, it sounds like someone else. It sounds like that's not really going to be me, but you know, I, I think it's super important to look at that and say, okay, let's just assume that there will be some money at the end. What do I want to have happen with that? And if your intention is I want to, you know, spend the last dollar as I, as I drop, you know, that's, that's important to take into consideration because that's going to impact how your, that wealth building and the wealth accumulation stage looks, you know, you, you might not need to have the same saving rate, or, you know, maybe you are going to have be spending a little bit more on experiences at that point for other people who really do say, you know, I want to pay for, you know, my kid's college, my grandkid's college. I want to leave scholarships that's going to be a different wealth building and wealth accumulation stage. And, you know, neither one is better. It's they're just they're different. And they're going to, you know, it's going to depend on each individual and, and what's important to them and kind of how they want to live or plan their life. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to, you know, go into each of these stages with always an eye towards the future and some idea of, you know, what are you actually trying to accomplish? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's where kind of the financial planning or financial modeling comes, uh, you know, to the front in, in showing and demonstrating what range of income you can provide yourself on your own wealth uh, in retirement. You know, some people you might have a significant drop off in spending upon retirement, whereas others might have an initial spike in their first few years of retirement as they're doing all the things they've been anticipating wanting to do and, and, you know, sail around the world or travel or do whatever. And then that drops back down to more of a a, a norm or they realize after that, that they did what they wanted to do and they want to go back to work and, 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 you know, start to contribute 
to uh, you know other businesses or start their own business, uh, you know, start to do things that they they have the ability to do because they don't have to rely on money. And I think it's important too to note that you know these different stages are are not necessarily purely linear either. So as a business owner, uh, you might you might hit it off early on in life and be at a point where you want to preserve and just travel and, and have some freedom, but then get back to a point where you want to accumulate wealth again and, and you know, build another business. And uh, so you might ba- you know, go back and forth between these stages of life, but each stage uh, has opportunities for you know, pretty in-depth financial planning uh, conversations uh, with a financial planner to kind of project where you want to be over the next five to 10 years, but also you plan proactively uh, to your current uh, experiences and the things that you're going through. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I love a good spreadsheet and I love, you know, the, the number side of this, but, you know, I think it's easy to overlook the importance of, of planning and just honestly, the conversation around a lot of this, you know, if, I can have the perfect spreadsheet. I can have the perfect cash flow for somebody, but if it's not really what they, and it's not really who they are, it doesn't really matter. Like you know, they'll leave the office and the cash flow is gone, and they're going to continue doing what they what they want to do. I think you know, I've seen over my career. I think what won me over to the CFP really was the those conversations where you realize you know, a lot of people have just never thought that far out into the future, or not realistically that far out into the future, and. You know, I think there's there's a lot of value, even for, like just for yourself. But if you're in a couple, like if you're in a relationship, to sit down with your significant other and see if you're on the same page. And yeah, like there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of you know ways that we can kind of optimize. But oftentimes, just that initial conversation of what are you trying to accomplish and what does that look like and what could it look like that that is the you know the value add that I've seen. And then. Yeah, allowing saying, okay, well, if this is what you want to accomplish, here's here's what those options could look like. Here's the range, and you know, that's that's where suddenly the spreadsheets get more interesting because we're actually trying to accomplish what you you know what our clients are trying to accomplish in life. Yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of the essence of financial planning is finding out you know, from from our clients you know, what truly matters in their life and try to align their financials to. Uh, bring those values and align uh, their money to what they want out of life as well. And it's not a perfect math uh, system. I mean, there's a lot of variables that that are out of our control. But I think some of the overarching themes of, of this wealth journey is that you know, as time passes, your priorities and your goals change. Uh, we are different people than we were five years ago, even you know, even last year, I feel like, uh, you know, people people change uh, in ways that they they want new things out of life, or or they no longer want the things that they used to have. Uh, circumstances come up that are out of our control that that change our outlook, uh, change the way we view the world and our perception of the world. So these things are yeah. That's why it's so important to have these ongoing conversations uh, and and find out how your money can fit in uh, to make. The life that you want possible, uh, and then just really setting and reviewing goals periodically. So, like I said, you, your goals will change over time. 
uh, making sure you write those down, you know, set those goals, but review those on a periodic basis and make adjustments where needed. Uh, you might want to scratch some off the list. You might want to add some, uh, but you know, continually evaluating any risks or opportunities that that are you know available to you at any point uh, through your wealth journey, and then plan strategically for that. So, I, I think that's that's a good enough overview. Paul, did you have anything else to add? I I was thinking the same thing. I was just going to add that you know we kind of talked about. I guess kind of the the art side of this at the end, but I just wanted to tie it back and say, you know, so we talked about a wealth foundation stage, we talked about wealth building stage, wealth accumulation, and then wealth preservation and distribution. And I think each of those stages, the the importance of planning, the importance of kind of thoughtfully approaching all of this are are equally important. And you know, we're trying to take this away from just make it age-based and, and more of a where you are on that journey. But you, know, you don't have to hit the wealth accumulation stage before these types of planning conversations are important. I think you know, it's from, from day, we'll just call it day one, you know, this, these are helpful conversations to have how it gets, you know, the conversations you might have with us are going to look different just based on where, you, where you're at in your own personal journey. But it's always it's always an important conversation. That, yeah. That's what all I was going to add. Definitely, yeah. And if if any of you uh, listeners are wanting to uh, you know open up about your wealth journey uh, with us and and uh, get a second opinion or just have a sounding board around uh, how to navigate that journey, you know, feel free to email us at hello at onedayadvice.com uh, or visit our website as well. But uh, yeah, hopefully this was helpful for you. And thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice, a financial planning and wealth management firm dedicated to providing actionable, commission-free financial advice. As a fiduciary, we put your interests first, just like it should be. While we may call Seattle home, we run a virtual practice that allows us to serve clients across the United States. Our goal is to empower you to take control of your financial life, freeing you to do the things that matter to you most. If you have feedback for us or would like to learn more about the experiences we offer our clients, you may contact us directly by emailing us at hello at onedayadvice.com or by visiting our website. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, we are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent registered investment advisor. Paul Henderson is the director of financial planning at One Day Advice. Both Nick and Paul serve as wealth advisors to their clients. All opinions expressed by Nick, Paul, and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.